welcome to another episode of Grumpy Old Gay Men and Their Dogs. It is episode 86, day 151 here in the Zen Room. My name is Patrick Finn, and I am here with the homogenized Tommy Gibbons. Hi, bitches. And how are you tonight, Tommy? I'm kind of low-key. Kind of low-key? Kind of under it. Uh, yeah. yeah? You okay, though? Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Life's generally good? I'm okay. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. You know, the weekend was long. The so uh, you know, yeah, I'm okay. Did you have a nice Memorial Day weekend? I worked. I worked the Memorial Day weekend, and yes, I worked. Um, I did not do anything Memorial Day. Yes, we know you were invited to a barbecue here at our house, and you blew us off. I did not. I, yes, you did. No, I responded to plenty of text messages telling you ahead of time that not to be expected. <laughs> I also did not go to my brother's seventieth birthday party. Oh, which was on the same day. You're a bad brother. Yeah, I am a bad friend. <laughs> I am a bad brother. Uh, yeah. Yes, but he's here now. Here I am. I guess we'll take the small victories. <laughs> and also, we are here with our returning friend and guest, John J. Steele Jr. Hello, Hello. how are you? And how are you tonight, John? I'm doing quite well, thank you very much. Glad to hear that. Yes, glad to have helped with that. Yes. One of the benefits of being in the Zen Room. Yes. Ah, so oh, you need to get high. So this weekend, John and I and Stephen and our friend Sheila went to go see the South Shore Theater Experience production of the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged. Tell me it's not a fucking screen. It was very, very funny. It really was. They were amazing. It's yeah. It's amazing. It was... Yeah. Uh, Ted Plesia, the son. Okay. A uh, young man named Chris Wadalowski. And our very own Avery Bryce Dallas Howard Powell. So what what <laughs> what track did uh, Bryce follow? He was the guest. Uh, this guy gets stuck in the... He was in the audience first. He, okay. At the very beginning of the show, he, yeah. He, he's the one who plays all of the, all of the women yes. as puking on the audience. Yes, yes. That's, yeah, that okay. was Bryce's role. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to kiss you, man. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's uh, it's very funny. It's very funny. Yeah, we enjoyed yeah. that. Really the three did. Of them worked so well together. Yeah, you have to. They really it's did. A mar- that's a marriage, you right? Have to, yeah, and the script, like the script, because I'm doing it now with kids, but I'm doing it with more kids because it has ultimately 59 speaking roles. So you know, it's easily expanded. So I expanded it, and it's the second time that I've done it. I had to expand it. I'd very much love to do it. With three guys, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, there's a whole series of them. There's yeah. There's like two or three sequels to it. They, well, there's. I don't even think. I don't know that they're sequels because. But they're in the same vein. Not, well, no. There's this is called the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged. Right. There is one called the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged, revised. Okay. Then there is one called. The complete works of William Shakespeare abridged, revised again. <laughs> okay. So I had I had for some reason in my possession when we when the show was chosen, I had started reading abridged, revised. Okay. But they so had bought the rights for abridged. Yes. And I think that's what because there's been four productions of it in the past. The past year. Yeah. No, Evan just did it up at Carriage House. They. Debbie just did it over there. Next weekend, I'm doing it over next door. Okay, at, uh, at the at studio. studio theater. So, yeah, yeah, it's all over the place, but it's funny as shit. It's a very I, funny show. I love it. Can't go wrong with that. I love it. 
Yeah, so that was a that was how we spent our Saturday of the weekend. Very nice. And I guess as a as a member of the Long Island theater community, since we are all members, we can bid a fond farewell to the Bayway Arts Center in East Islip. Well, well, nothing's happening to the Bayway Arts Center in East Islip. The 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 current occupants, my bosses, are, yes. are letting the lease go. They can't afford it. They're right. Let, they, but are there any other plans or anyone else to take it over and run it as a theater space? I think that is uh, between Fairfield and the market because it's a Fairfield property. Okay, so my question is there's no one lined up right now to take over the space I and have, operate it as a theater. I would have no way of knowing that. Okay, but everyone's assuming based on the reaction this weekend on Facebook that it's closing, and no one's taking it over. That may that may well be. So that's why we're bidding a fond farewell to it. I, I, you know what I think? I think Fairfield should like they should host events out of it. Well, who knows what they're going to do with it? They'd have to get somebody to produce. They have they have to get somebody to run it, but but they would own it, and they wouldn't have to. There wouldn't be this turnover and fucking. It's a beautiful place. Oh, it is. I did my very, when I first got involved in Long Island Theater, my very first show was a production of Kismet at the Bayway Arts Center. They, and they've redone the theater since then. Oh, God, yeah. It's back, a, back then, they still had the Polish restaurant operating in the same building, right. which was a great place to eat. Oh, my God, that food was so good in there. I don't know. I forget what it's called now, the new cafe there. It's Well, it's named after the guy who did the construction, Rick Hackmeister. Ah, uh, okay. So it's called Rick's Cafe. But it's part of what studio was uh, occupying and running. Right. It was run from as studio, the name studio. Yeah. Uh, So that, yes, they they are letting that go. They have to let that go. And they are focusing their attention now on the Lindenhurst, the Manus. The Manus Studio Theater in Lindenhurst. Studio Theater in Lindenhurst. Well, it's just a shame that Bayway is closing. Yes, yeah, so somebody could sweep really it up. Is. Somebody could. Uh, we could hope. You I, know, I think that they should. They should. It's uh, a big space, though, too. You know, it's three hundred seats. It's the whole first floor of a building. It's a former school building. It looks yeah, like yeah, it is a former school building. The problem, one of the problems, is that it's it's you don't see the building. You don't see any evidence of there being a theater. The theater. No, you don't. It looks like you're going to a school building, it, basically. It, it's been mostly converted into. Office space and apartments. apartments. There's a lot of apartments. Up there. A lot of apartments up there. Yeah. They they tend to complain. Well, they're they one of the hallways shares the hallway space with people who are renting apartments. Right. The the they are across the hall from stage left. Yes. So when shows are running and are the hallways are being occupied. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, somebody will do something with it. It's 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 there. It's well, there. We can only hope, right? Anyway, we have late breaking news tonight also. Why don't you do something with it? Why don't I do something with it? Yeah. With what money am I gonna do something with it? Uh, well so now you had to go ahead and ruin it. Go ahead, what's next? <laughs> Late breaking news Late tonight. Breaking news. Yes, actor from that sh- that '70s show, Danny Masterson, was found guilty today of two counts of forcible rape. Oh dear! This was after a, a mistrial was declared in uh, last year's tri- f- first trial for him. All uh, right, so catch me up. I don't know anything about this. Well, basically, the three vi- there were three victims. He was found guilty of on um, two of the counts. The third one, they uh, declared a mistrial on which means the jury couldn't come to an right. agreement on it. But um, all the f- victims were members of the Church of Scientology, of which Masterson was a member also. Oh, no. 
and all three of them claimed that they were drugged. One claimed that Masterson held a pillow over her face while he was raping her. Another one said that she was sleeping, that she was like dead asleep when he raped her. They said they were all hesitant to speak to law enforcement initially because the Church of Scientology discouraged uh, their members from reporting such crimes to the police. The women eventually left the church, though. So, yeah, so he now faces up to 30 years in prison. Okay, now who is he? Danny Masterson. Did you ever watch that 70s show? Okay, let me ask you a quick question. Side note, side note. <laughs> yes. If I had, would I be asking who he was? Probably not. He played the character Hyde. Okay, so he's from a TV show. Yes. Uh, he When he was much younger? When he was... Well, that was during what? The late 90s or well, 2000s, that today. show? I think he's like 40s. He's in his 40s, I believe, now. So he met these women as Church of Scientology. He's being accused of being now convicted. Yep. Wow, all right, so, wow. And there's still civil suits pending, not only against him, but the Church of Scientology as well. Ooh. Yeah, well, how Stemming high up from was, these. How high up Stuff was he? <laughs> yeah, right? What, what, what Was he like a higher up he's... Fancy guy in the in No, he was just a member. Just a he member. wasn't like of Tom Cruise status within the church, you know? Scientology. Yeah, he wasn't anything like that. He was another celebrity. That right. was one thing L. Ron Hubbard encouraged was getting celebrities to join the church. That would help publicize the church and encourage further membership, you know? And okay. It's working. Yeah, apparently it worked to an extent. Well, what are the tenets of the church, like the or the faith? Like, what is their thing? It would take too long to explain, but it's basically L. Ron Hubbard was a science fiction writer, and, his and this religion is based basically in science fiction. That's probably a, a nice, compact way of putting it. Okay, you could say that about any religion. Well, this one is like he's saying that there was some creature like billions of years ago who ruled the galaxy. It is long and complicated. All right, it really is. Um, it ain't Christian. It, oh, it's nothing to do with Christianity at all. Okay. <laughs> Scientology? Scientology, yeah, you should read up on it. They have quite the history. I am not the least bit interested. In fact, you should watch Leah Remini. She's an actress. Uh, she yeah, had a series. Yeah, I watched some of that. Yes, that's all about the Church of Scientology, of okay. which she is a former member. Right, right, right. Because she was questioning the whereabouts of the head of the church's wife. I she has not been that. seen in public for years, right, right, Shelley right. Miscavige. And it got to the point, I guess, where a police investigation took place. And all the police would say was they verified that uh, we found her, we know where she is, and she's okay. Okay. She's, I guess she's saying she's there voluntarily, Leah Remini and other science, former Scientologists think she's being held there against her will. Okay. That's a whole other story. All right, so what are we doing? Uh, we're not going into our first segment. <coughs> yes, it's time for a little heavy petting. And tonight, for, for our first heavy petting story, I have a video for you to see. There was this happened, I guess, in, um, in Mission Viejo, which is in California. And this couple owned these two dogs, an 11-year-old uh, Maltese, who's like 10 pounds, had like three teeth left. It was an old dog. And it also had another dog there named Harley. Looks like it's a terrier. And I guess they were out in the yard one night, and a coyote got into the yard. Uh-oh. And got a hold of Harley, the terrier. Well, the Maltese went after the coyote. Okay. Chased it through the yard. Eventually, the coyote dropped Harley and left the yard. But I'm going to show you the video. Now, here, this is the video of it. You can see the coyote jump the fence and chase Harley 
into the corner. After Harley yelps, you see a white flash come from the other side of the yard. That white flash was Vinny coming to the rescue and chasing the coyote off as Harley runs the other way. You see that little 10-pound dog chased away a coyote. And if you look closer in the video, there's another coyote outside the fence of the property. They travel in packs. Yeah, exactly. They're lucky that coyote didn't join in, you know? But I thought that was pretty amazing. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, maybe a little dog, but they'll be scrappy as hell. Little has nothing to do with it. At that moment, that's just whatever the dog is responding to. Is it fear? Is it whatever instinct? Yeah. That dog is running right on instinct, right? Yeah. That well, that's what Abigail, like, she, you know, you know, she's a small woodland creature hunter by instinct. So whenever she sees squirrels in the yard, she's like off and chasing them. I've seen her chase them out in the yard, and they'll like tear down the fence to squirrels running away from her. Because she just... She takes off, takes off after them. How did you describe her? A Who? Woodland creature. Woodland creature hunter. Woodland <laughs> Small creature woodland hunter. creature hunter. Got so a problem with that? Yeah, nothing as big as Bambi. No, no, definitely not. But definitely, you know, the chipmunks. She's the, she's the, chasing a uh, rabbit. We've had some rabbits during the past couple of weeks in the yard. Rabbits are up for grabs. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. But mostly you. squirrels. Cats. Cats, she doesn't really bother that much. But yeah, squirrels. Yep. They're dead to her. But now we move on to our Dictionary of Dogs, our Compendium of Canines. Letter D? We're up to the letter D today. Ah. Can I show you a, a video of a dog thing today? Why? Because it's awesome and it's a dog thing. But you have to do it. What? So, so take a second. You couldn't tell me this before we got started. No, of course not. I'm starting something now. Oh, let me interrupt it. Now we just tell you about something else. Can we? You have That's rude. You have it written down. Can yes, we, I know. Can we? Can we? Can we veer from that just for a second to go for another? What are you story? showing me? Uh, You're gonna show me a video that our viewers can't even see right now. Which is exactly what you just did. Before. I was showing it for your benefit. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. So. What do you want to show me? Uh, uh, I don't want to show you anything really except the back end of me. <laughs> Um, Great, it's going to be a fun night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, do, do, do not veer from the script. Yes, I have it written down. And we can come back. That's this been, from the King of Tangents. So, 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 so now you'll have something to edit. So, go to my Facebook page. Oh my God, it's going to be work. Okay. That video. Yeah. Okay, play it. So is the dog jumping to the water and grab onto the surfboard, the ropes of a surfboard of a dog that's just stranded. Grabs the rope and pulls and swims the dog back to shore. I thought that was a great dog thing. Eh, I'm not impressed. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, we talked about a surfboarding dog. Now you're showing me a dog pulling a dog on a surfboard. Rescuing. And I should be impressed by that? Rescuing. <laughs> He's rescuing. rescuing a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're, you're, so, so, so this is a dick measuring contest. <laughs> Could be, could be. Okay. Oh, are you going to show me a video now too, John? I wish you would, John. Could you email it to him and make him have to Jesus open, open another app? Fucking guys. Are, are you sure? Uh -huh. 
D is for dog. Yes, we're back to our Dictionary of Dogs, our Commendium Compendium of Canines, and we're up to the letter D. Commendium Appendium? Yes. Appendium Compendium. Compendium Demendium. Compendium of Canines. I, I guess we are you... letter D. D. Yes. D. D. Oh, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? What I got? What do you got? What I got? A dorky. No. 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 Not um, a dorky? No, not a dorky. Okay. Well, consider the last one we did was a dachshund when we did the letter D. Oh, uh, we could do a Doberman Pinscher. Nope, that's not it. It's not a Doberman? No, it's not a Doberman. Uh, there's, a, there's a dog called Doji. Well, there may be, but that ain't yeah, it. That ain't, okay. <laughs> um... Uh, One more guess. What was this? What was last week's? Uh, no, last time we did letter D, it was Dachshund. Dachshund. Yes. Dachshund. This is fairly obvious. It's pretty black and white. Is that some sort of hundred and one of them? Yes, there oh, are. Oh, thank you, John. Yes, we're talking about the Dalmatians. Okay. Do you know where they originated from? I Firehouse. No. I I believe they were like uh, in Ireland. No! They come from what is now known as Croatia, from a historical region known as Dalmatia. Okay. They date back at least to the 14th century, after first recorded reference to them. Okay. They were bred as hunting dogs, but also as carriage dogs. Yes. In the days when people traveled by carriage... They would have the dogs traveling either to the side or the front of the carriage to help make sure the path was clear for them. They were later adapted then by firehouses in the 18th and 19th century because then they would clear the pass for the fire wagons that came through. They were running alongside the fire. Yep. Yeah. Plus they would also guard the horses at the right, that, right, that right. carried the fire wagons. Oh, cool. So they would help guard them and keep them calm because the horses could be skittish around a fire. They stand about 19 to 23 inches tall. It's a white background with either black or brown spots. I've never seen a Dalmatian with brown spots. Liver. Really? Yeah. But I didn't know this. Black spotted dogs will always have black noses and brown spotted dogs will always have brown noses. Interesting. Right? And Dalmatian puppies are born with plain white coats, but the spots usually appear within 10 days. Well, anybody who has seen any of the representations of 101 Dalmatians could tell you that. Yes. They are also prone to deafness quite a I've bit. Heard that. Yeah, I was very surprised how prone they are to deafness. They also suffer from allergies and from urinary stones. They are also associated with what beer? Yes, Anheuser Busch, okay. the Budweiser beer. Oh As well, it, I, I I shouldn't know that because I thought it was so un-American. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it always accompanies the beer wagon pulled yeah. by the Clydesdale horses. And back in the days when they delivered beer by wagon, they would have a Dalmatian to help guard the wagon during deliveries. They were they were dogs that were used to working around wagons. Yes. So if there was a wagon in use, these dogs were helpful. Yep. Yes, they were. Fireman. Yep. Fancy people go like like your fancy back in the day Ubers. But they also made good guard dogs as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right? Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, it seems that because of the film's popularities and the sequel, there was 102 Dalmatians, that a lot of people were getting Dalmatians, but neglected them, didn't train them, didn't give them the training that they need. So a lot of them have been abandoned or given up. Yeah. Which is a real shame. Like yeah, it's a big dog. Right? Getting a bunny on Easter. Yeah. 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 I just sits in a cage. You can't really train it. But a Dalmatian's a dog. You got to 
do some training with. 55 you know? 65 pound dog. Probably couldn't be much bigger. Right. The Dalmatian. Needs to do something. Yes, it does. Yeah, they're cute as fuck, though. They're beautiful dogs. They are nice. You going to show me a picture? Would you like to see a picture? Where do I have one? I thought I had one. Oh, no, because I probably screwed it up when I had to go look for your video. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. <laughs> There they go. There we go. Well, that, yeah. There's a dog. That dog needs something to do. I mean, look at it. Yeah, it's not a dog to just sit idly. Yeah, and it's a lot of dog. Yes, it is. It's a lot of dog. Yeah. Here's to the Dalmatian. We now move on to our next segment. I know what Dalmatian called. Happy birthday. Oliver. Many happy returns. Oliver the Dalmatian. A very happy birthday. Yes, it's time for today's birthdays. Okay. And we have two birthdays today, one dead and one living. Okay. We'll do the dead one first. He was born in Huntington on Long Island on May 31st, 1819. Uh, he lived in Brooklyn as a child and through much of his career. At the age of 11, he left formal school to go to work, and he worked as a journalist, a teacher, and a clerk. Walt Whitman. Walt Whitman is correct. And what's his major poetry collection that was published in 1955. You know it's Bill... Bill Clinton yeah. gave, a, gave a copy of it to Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, that's what the word, yeah. <laughs> but during the Civil War, he went to Washington, D.C. Have you ever read that book? What, Leaves of Grass? Yes. Yes. And? It's a like, good poem. Good good work. It's a it's good epic poem. poem. It's yes. one epic poem. Yes. The Bleeds the, the bleeds of Grass? Yes. Blades of Grass? Supposed to be, it was supposed to appeal to the common man. But it, was very sort of but it was very controversial because of its sexual imagery in the poem. Okay, so it was sexually charged. Yes, because he was more than likely gay, as we've known for a long time And now. was that depicted in his we, writing? Uh, not overtly, no. No, but it was there was sexual okay. poems. Yeah, you'll see the allusions to it in his work, and you'll you'll figure it out. But otherwise, straight ahead, they were like horny poems. <laughs> Well, it was more than just that. He wrote about suffering and healing during the whole Civil War period, because that's what the atmosphere he was working in as a nurse. In None of that is going to get a president in trouble for giving it to a, an intern. He right? also wrote two famous poems at, on the occasion of Abraham Lincoln's death, one of them being, Oh, Captain, My Captain. Really? Yes. I bet you did not know that. I did not know that. <laughs> Do you know the poem, Oh Captain, My Captain? I know of the poem. I am not familiar with the work itself. Okay. I remember it from the movie with Robin Williams. Yes, the, uh, the yeah. Dead Poet Society. That's where, the, that's where probably everybody knows that line now. But now they know it's by Walt Whitman. The one and only. The one and only. Yeah. I, I used to work on Walt Whitman Road. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole Walt Whitman area. It's like, yeah. it's like lousy. Well, a little village. To, yeah, there, it's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's uh, lousy with Whitman up there. So to Walt Whitman we say Didn't he have a boyfriend? I'm sure he did. I'm sure he had several. No, but I'm not no I'm, I, I don't 
There was okay. Never mind. Our next birthday celebrant. I, when I started researching him, I thought I knew everything there was to know about him, and then I found out something else about him, and I was like, "Wow, I'm really kind of sorry now. I'm mentioning his birthday." Is that an old guy? Yes, he is. He was born yeah. May thirty first, nineteen thirty eight. He's still alive. Yes, he's still, still alive. alive. He, I think he would be 85 years old today. He attended Cornell University, originally majoring in physics, but then getting a, a bachelor's degree in psychology. But he began singing publicly during his last year there, and after he graduated, he began performing in New York City folk clubs, and even performed with Pete Seeger. Hold on. How old is this person today? 85. Hold on. Okay. In yeah. 1961, his manager, Albert Grossman, paired him with Paul Stuckey, and Mary Travers. So it's Peter, Paul, and Mary. Yes, it is. Peter, Paul, and Mary. And specifically, this is Peter Yarrow of okay. the group. No, you could have taken my fingernails off. I would not have come up with Peter Yarrow. I would have gotten you to Peter. You might even know some of his music. I'm sure I do. Let's see. I think I have some here for you. All my bags are packed. I'm ready to go. I'm standing here outside your door. I hate to wake you up to say goodbye. Yeah, yeah. But the dawn <laughs> is breaking, it's early morning. I don't think Tommy's a fan of this. Waiting. I'm He's not. He's his horn. Already I'm so But I think it's about the presentation of it. Like, what a... So kiss yeah. me and smile for me. <laughs> Tell me that you wait for me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I remember it. I had definite visceral feelings about That's it. That's leaving on a jet plane. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> and also, Peter Yarrow co-wrote their 1963 hit song, Puff the Magic Dragon. Okay, so hold on. Puff the Magic Dragon, that has a sense of humor. Well, it's a fairy tale kind of story. Actually, it ends kind of sadly. But between 1962 and 2003, they released 14 albums. They continued performing until Mary Travers' death in 2009. They were inducted into the Vocal Group Hall of Fame in 1990, 1999. Well, did they do? They must have a, lot of, a whole bunch of harmonies. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Mamas and the Papas type harmonies. Yeah, but it was more folk-oriented. Folk, yeah, see, I was never folk music. Never, no, there was too... See, I grew up on that. That's how I had... My third grade teacher, she loved folk music. She played the guitar. Her and this other teacher would play guitar. Well, folk music is everywhere. Like, it's what you teach. It's what you sing with kids. Right. And that's what we got exposed to as kids, yeah. was, you know, this kind of music. Yeah, and it's feel-good music, and it's this bright, shiny... It's... Yeah, I, I don't... Yeah, I'll, I'm sorry. Well, here's the bad thing I learned about this guy, Peter Yarrow. In 1970, he was convicted and served three months in prison for taking, quote-unquote, improper liberty, liberties with a 14-year-old who went with her 17-year-old sister to his hotel room in Washington, D.C., seeking an autograph. The 14-year-old stated that Yarrow answered the door naked and made her masturbate him until he ejaculated. He later apologized for the incident, and he was granted a pardon by Jimmy Carter on January 19, oh, 1981. Yeah. But that got kind of got lost in the news Somewhere, because yeah. hours later, the hostages from Iran were released. So that kind of like took over all the news headlines. Wow. So that's why I never heard of this story before. So Carter did it on his way out. Yeah, on his last day of office. 
he pardoned this guy. Okay, and he was the Peter Paul and Mary guy. Yep. And he was he was busted because he fucked around with the underage girls. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. Right? And Jimmy Carter pardoned him on his way out. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. You got that now? I do. I do. I can. I can. Okay. Yeah, I do. You sure now? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I, I I figured you did, Sean. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to, to give it a like. Why did he do that? Well, he was an alcoholic. I don't know if he was doing alcohol or drugs at that time, but he was he he was an admitted alcoholic. Went to rehab eventually. Peter. Yep. Okay. What, now, what I'm saying is that why did Carter pardon him? I don't know. And that my question is: What could it have been? Why would he have pardoned him? And you like the music. That's what I'm saying. It, it it fit with that whole sort of wholesome. Not only that, but he became he did a lot of charity work, you know, later on in his career and everything. So that may have played a part in it as well. All right, that's that's eleventh hour right there. Definitely, he wants that to hit. Nobody will notice, and that's what luckily happened for him. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of. I, I don't know how many. I can't think of any other presidential pardon of someone being pardoned for a sexual crime against a child. Well, no, I would hope not. Don't go, you know, hold my beer. Yeah, so I'm not sure I want to wish a happy birthday to Peter Yarrow now. <laughs> the whole story kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Oh, uh, well, it's his birthday, so you decide. Yeah, we'll move on. You move on. <laughs> we'll move on. We normally cover, we normally go into Bring Out Your Dead. But no one of any significance or anyone that we know of died this past week. Okay, Tina is still reverberating. <laughs> oh, is she? This is this is the that's so last week. No, this is the what do they call it? When the earthquake happens, and then there's that aftershocks. aftershocks. The aftershocks. Yes, <coughs> this is Tina. Tina. People will start dying soon. Don't, don't worry about it. Okay. Well, in the meantime, we're going to move into our next segment. Today in history! Patsy and the coconuts. And today in history, since I figured last week we covered a mass shooting, I figured, why not cover another one? Because another one landed on today. This one's from May 31st of 2015. It occurred at a municipal building in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Wait, hold on. Yes. I'm sorry. You're giving us a new story about a mass shooting that happened in 2015? No, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, 2015. Yeah. yeah. That's eight years ago now. Last yeah. week, we talked about Uvalde, the o anniversary of the Ovalde mass shooting. Okay. Uh, uh, I didn't know understand that we were tracking anniversaries yes it's today in history and today it just happened in history oh my god it's patchy and the coconuts all Jesus right christ you assume that i'm paying rapt attention i'm assuming you have some bare modicum of intelligence that you're able to follow what the fuck i'm saying okay i love it <laughs> just check it in just Check in. <laughs> anyway, the gunman was a disgruntled city employee who fatally shot 12 people and wounded four others before he was fatally shot by responding police officers. It was the second deadliest workplace shooting in U.S. history and the deadliest mass shooting in Virginia since the 2007 Virginia Tech shooting. And the gunman used two 45 caliber semi-automatic pistols 
and had a high number of high-capacity magazines, all purchased legally. And uh, what fine city was this one? Again? This was in Virginia Beach. So, you know, you reap what you sow. I don't want to ride this treadmill anymore with the guns things. It's just, it's too exhausting. No kidding. Do we have to track the anniversaries of, like... Well, I figured since we had mentioned the one from last week, I well, figured well, it was only right that we mentioned the one that fell on today, this week. And there's going to be, between this week and next week, there's going to be an anniversary seven times of a shooting that I happened know, on I'm one of those days. mentioning the ones that happened on the day that we record an episode. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Oh my god, I thought that was pretty clear. No, you you have tight answers tonight. Jesus Christ, you have... Oh. Uh, Moving like, on to our next segment! What day is it? Could you play tell me? day is it? What day is it, John? Oh, my brother's birthday. No. Ooh, no. Happy birthday to your brother. Oh, like, is it really? Birthday. Oh, happy birthday to your grandfather. Happy birthday to everybody over there with the uh, steals. Ah, uh, what day is it? Well, you already know one of them. You already told me you know one of them. I said I was. I didn't look it up. Oh, okay. I just figured it, it was associated with our five faves. Oh, yes, it is. So. It's gotta be a but there are two days we're Autobahn observing. Day there are something. two days we're observing today. Two natural days. Autobahn? Nope. Okay. Animation? That was your guess? Nope. Autobahn? Okay. Because we're doing birds. Oh, I thought you were talking about like German freeways. Oh. Autobahn. Autobahn. Birds. It's the National Day of Peacock Feather. No. It is International Swallow Day. <laughs> It's right before Pride that's, Month. That's your day every day. I'd go slowly if I were you. <laughs> Maybe write that one down. No, it's not International Swallow Day. No, it is not. Can I just say it one more time? International Swallow Day? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, Today is National Flip-Flop Day. Oh! I hate flip-flops. Oh. I cannot wear them. I think they're the most ridiculous things to wear. I hate a shoe that comes off your foot as you're walking. They hurt in between my toes. Yeah, I can't. I can't. About yeah, the thing between the first and second toe. No, I, I don't like that. I, I hate like hate flip flops. I don't like sandals. Either. Do you like flip flops, John? No, I'm not a flip flop. Nope. No. I don't, I just, oh, I hate them. Wear a sandal. Wear a regular sandal, for God's sake. Don't wear these fucking flip flops. Hate them. All they do is make noise. Like, maybe they save you from having, like, a beer bottle top attached to the bottom of your fucking gnarly ass cow's grown feet. You know, maybe keep some of the dirt away. Yeah. Some of it. <laughs> Not much of it. No. Especially if you walk on the beach. For fuck's sake. All that sand gets stuck Yeah, that's the whole there. point. Yeah, you wear the, I see people wear them on the beach, but you're getting sand under your foot as you're walking. That's not comfortable. <laughs> On the flip and the flop, it yeah. kicks sand up at the back of you. Exactly. So, you know, uh, yeah. It's a stupid piece of footwear. Should be banned. I, can you call it <laughs> footwear? Or is it just like a, like a, it's not a condom, but it's sort of like, <laughs> like a barrier. Maybe it's, maybe it's like a panty shield of shoe wear, footwear. But today is also world Parrot Day. Parrot Day. Yes. Okay. Day is designed to highlight the threat to wild and captive parrots throughout the world. Wild and captive? Yes. Are there any other kind? I don't know. Like, it's not a third variety. Well, there are domesticated parrots. Okay. But parrots are considered highly intelligent. The most intelligent parrot is the African Grey Parrot. They're not very big, the African Grey Parrots. No, they're not. 
And there was a particular one called Alex that was believed to have the intelligence of a five-year-old. Oh my God. It knew colors, shapes, and over 100 English words. Wow. But besides the African gray parrot, other popular types are the cockatiel, Fisher's lovebirds, which I've never heard of before, monk parakeets. Sounds like something you needed a cream for. Cockatoos, Amazon parrots, and macaws. Macaws. There are 350 species of parrots. Nearly half of them are endangered, and about a quarter of them are critically endangered. What are the big motherfucker red ones, the white ones, those big ass motherfuckers? What are are they? What kind of parrot? That's a macaw. They have the big hook nose. Okay, they're like, all right, the beak that sort of goes like a bottle top opener. Did you know parrots can live for over 60 years? God bless them. And also, parrots in the wild, when they mate, they mate for life. Can you eat them? Why would you want to eat a parrot? Why would you want to eat a chicken? Because there's more meat in a chicken. (laughs) Yeah, via duck. Also, did you know a parrot's beak is so strong it can break open a metal cage? And in India, it's against the law to put parrots and other birds in a cage. And do you know what a group of parrots is called? A pride. No, that's lions. They're called a pandemonium. Pandemonium of parrots. Yes. Particularly funny. (laughs) Well, the the alliterative P is always funny. Usually. Yeah. Usually. But yeah, so that's the story of World Parrot Day. Birds, you know, you go back on any number of episodes where I've talked about birds. I don't like... You don't like birds. No. And parrots, I don't like anything that's going to come and crack my head open and suck the juice because its beak is strong enough to do it. And ha-ha, the joke's on you because there ain't no juice. Glitter. That's what you got. Glitter. 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 And be gay. We now move on to our next segment. How about a little round of Get the Guests? No! How about the no. Get, get the Guests? Yes, it's time to play Get the Guest with John Steele. John Elizabeth Steele. Who we allow on the show even though he's a cat owner. A yes. multiple cat owner. I have five pussies. <laughs> <laughs> and do you keep those pussies clean? I was just going to say, is that what I smell? <laughs> It could be. Okay. Could so, be. all right. So, hey, John. Hey there. So, so John, are you have you been busy with the Long Island Gay Men's Course yes, lately? Yes, I have. What's, so what's always, going on? You're pulling out, like, paperwork. And, yeah, like, well, I'm prepared for my visit. I'm, all right. Okay. <laughs> yes, uh, the Long Island Gay Men's Course is uh, getting ready for our Pride concerts. will be a couple of weeks. June 9th. 10th and 11th at three different places. I'll tell you about that later. Okay. But um, we are celebrating our 15th anniversary. Wow. Nice. So, That's great. 15 it's our years. Crystal anniversary. Ooh. Okay. So if you're coming, bring Crystal. I'll bring a chandelier. Bring a chandelier. <laughs> well, I was thinking shoulder pads and a blonde to slap. You know what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. We were thinking. Tiaras for everybody, but you know, budget, budget isn't allowing for that. Oh, all right. So, so this is something. <laughs> it's um, uh, the theme of our concert this year is why we sing. Ah, and um, well, Jeanette, our musical director, Jeanette Cooper, uh, she has the library for the entire chorus, all the songs we've sung for all these years. Right. She has a whole catalog has, of everything we've performed. Everything. So she sent out a list to all the members of the chorus for us to pick our favorite song out of this list. Okay. The list had to have been almost 200 songs. Oh, my God. 
I mean, we've done... And how many members? Right now, we're at 17, I think. So so she got all the, the ballots in, and then she just started reading through them, and she picked, we picked the songs for our concert this, this Very year. Very nice. And what she asked us to do after we got started with rehearsals and stuff is to start thinking about the reasons why we sing. Right. So you'll be hearing stories... Of, from various members of the chorus and why they sing or why they join the chorus yeah. or whatever. That so sounds well, very like chorus lighty. Kind of, but uh, you know, we don't have the pictures. Huh. <laughs> we don't have the glossy. Um, now, are there any chorus members who have been there through its entire 15 we have years? One chorus member that was the founding. Okay. Michael Connolly. And then I think the next longest one there is probably Bradley. Bradley Meek. Meek. Bradley Meek. I can't think. I mean, I've been with him 10 years, well, technically 11 years. The first year that I performed with him, I didn't sing. I They needed a narrator. and Oh, Jeanette, yeah. Jeanette was, the at that time, just the accompanist to, to the chorus. Right. She wasn't the, <clears throat> the music director. But... Um, she told them, she says, I have somebody I think that could do the narration for you. And she gave them my name and they got con- contacted me and I did that. So that, oh, cool. that was their, my first time with them. Yeah. And I had such a good time. I was only there for, you know, three rehearsals, but I had a real good time with them. So the following spring, I auditioned and joined the chorus. Cool. So I've been technically in the chorus 10 years, but. How many concerts like do they do a year? I know we do this. two. Okay, we do two. We do a holiday, right? Uh, thing in December, November and December. We do, and it's pretty popular. Gets a lot of people come out to see it and stuff. Where like that. Where do you do them? What's that? Where are they performing? All right. Well, all right. Uh, Friday, <laughs> June 9th. We're at St. Francis Episcopal Church in Belmore. Okay, that's where we usually go to see you that's in concert. Okay. And then on the 10th, that's a Saturday, that we're at the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship at Stony Brook. Okay. And then on uh, the 11th, we're at St. John's Episcopal Church uh, in Huntington. Okay. That concert's at, se- <clears throat> excuse me, at 7 o'clock. The others are at 8. So, And then we're also, we're going to be going on the 16th. Or the seventeenth. Whenever Northport is having their their pride celebration, we're going, okay. we're going up to open that. Oh, great! And then we're doing a, a library show on the other day. Okay, sixteenth and the seventeenth. Yeah. Oh, so you got a busy month ahead. Got a busy month ahead, and it's it's fun. These these guys work really hard at, at learning this music. And the nice thing about doing the ones that we've done before, because this is. A lot of the song, all these songs we've done before. Yeah. The longer I've been in the chorus, the less I had to learn. Exactly, <laughs> right? It's just kind of pull up muscle memory. On yeah. Them, but there's still, there. there's a challenge to the whole thing. Oh, I'm sure. And a few of us have little, like, solo bits in in parts of the songs. And okay. Stuff. So, and I wrote the intro to the, to the, to the show. Oh, nice. Well, that's, that's pretty much it. That's Any other questions? Cool. How can one become a member of the Long Island Gay Men's um, Chorus? Basically, reach out to us on the website and just let us know that you want to come and sing. And we'll get get you to come. I mean... What if I want to sing, but I just want to give you money? Well, you could do that, too. Just go to or their website. You, you just go to the website, because we're a non-profit, so... 
or a not-for-profit. Long Island Gay Men's yeah, Chorus. L-I-G-M-C. Long Island Gay Is that Men's dot com? Chorus. Dot org? Dot org. Dot org. Okay. okay. Org. Yes, because we're, we're not. Not-for-profit. So, so we have, we're, we can use the dot org. But that's where all, all the information, I mean, you can get tickets for the concerts. Is there any significance to the performances all happening in churches? It, it's strange because when I first joined the course 10 years ago, uh, we performed in uh, Bayshore, in, in the big theater there in Bayshore. Okay. And uh, we, we did shows at uh, Gateway. Okay. Out in Riverhead, we did a couple things at the little Riverhead theaters there. And it, it just kind of, we got, had a connection with the Unitarian Church. We used to use that for our retreats and everything as well. Okay. But when uh, they came in, I think that, that was the first kind of when you, church. When you say retreats, yeah. the, the chorus takes retreats? We did. We, well, we haven't done it in the last few years, but um, it, was, it was a one-day thing. It was an all-day <clears throat> rehearsal. But we also got to sit and really talk and get to know each other a little better, other than just showing up and singing for two hours and then leaving. Okay. You know? So it was it was good. It's kind of like morale builder, and everybody gave tips on how they memorize the songs and and that sort of thing. So kind of a, a bonding moment, as it were. Okay. I hate that. <laughs> we enjoy it. We enjoy it. Yes, it's always an enjoyable concert. Oh, and uh, it's $25. Oh, ah, fun. Such okay. a bargain. It's a bargain. <laughs> well, how long am I going to be there? Uh, 90 minutes, if that. Yeah, they usually run about 90 minutes. Oh, right. so yeah. like they have an intermission. In between poops. Yeah, and we have, uh, you know, they usually have raffles or... 50-50s. I don't know if we do the 50-50s at the concert. We might, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember do. now. I mean, one year we gave away a TV set. Yeah. Fifty so, fifties is cash money because anybody who doesn't give it back is a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> we often say that. But the thing is, is they, according to the rules, they have to take it and then they have to give it back. We can't just keep it. Okay, that's weird. Even, even though they say keep it, yeah, they ha we have to hand it to them and they have to give it back. Yeah, okay. Oh, well, fun stuff. Cool. And I understand that you'll be directing a play at the end of this summer. Oh, that too. Yes. yes. What play will you be directing? Um, the color red. <laughs> Not to be confused with the color purple. No. no, no, it's just called red. It's just called red. About abstract artist? Abstract, uh, abstract expressionist artist. Yeah. Mark? Mark Rothko. Rothko. <laughs> Interesting play. You saw, you saw the actual production, didn't you? I, I, I saw it on, like, great expectations, yeah, or great... Great performances? Great performances, that thing. Okay. On PBS. I saw it there with Molino. Alfred Molina. Molina. And the young man that played the other part, I think the character's name is Ken. Right. Was it Jonathan Groff in that production? No, it was... I can't think of what his name was. Okay. I mean, it was a good production. It was, it was an excellent production, but I just can't remember what his name is. And what will you be directing that at? I'll be directing that at South Shore Theater Experience. In Lindenhurst. In Lindenhurst. And that's what we... Is it September? In September. In September. Right? End of September, I believe. I 
Those are the performances in the September? Yeah, I think it's like September 22nd to the 30th. Something like that. Yeah. Red. The play is called Red. Yes. R-E-D. And Mark Ruffalo. Rothko. Rothko. Mark Rothko. And that's all you can tell us. Oh, well, Patrick's in it. Patrick's in it. Yes, I'm playing Mark Rothko. You're playing Mark Ruffalo. I'm going to throw something at him, I swear. <laughs> and Teddy is playing Kent, I think, for character name. Yes, the other, the other okay. role. Yeah, it's a two guy, two character play. Uh, what's what? What are they? What, what's he, going on? Uh, Do they have sex? No. Rocco is been given a a chance to do an exhibition at the new Four Seasons restaurant in the city, and it has it's so new it hasn't been built yet. Okay. And he he gets a room for his artwork or whatever. And it's about him and his apprentice. Okay. Oh, so this other guy is uh, his apprentice. A, I guess he was hired as the assistant. You're right. So it's that whole older man, younger man, teacher, student right. type thing. Okay. And so it's not a long show. It's uh, maybe 90 minutes. It's, it's only five scenes. Yeah, it's a one-act play. All right. Yeah, keep going. I think that's about it for, for that. All right, well, thank you very much. I'm, I may be in fame, I'm not sure yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Playing one of the teachers? Playing, uh, no, not playing... Uh, <laughs> I know you're not playing one of the students. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the Kara part, you know. Oh, Irene Kara's yeah, role, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm doing her role. Yeah, <laughs> at the JCC, or at the community center, at the retirement village. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's, he's playing... And Danny Zuko. (laughs) Well, right now, we're going to take a short break because John brought us from Carvel some flying saucers. And we're going to sit here and enjoy them. So we're going to be back in a minute. Enjoy our intermission music. to our next segment wherein we take a look into my briefs. Yes, it's that time again. And we're going to refer back to a story we covered last week about Clarence Thomas's buddy, Harlan Crow. Harlan. Yes, because last week he sent a letter to Congress because they had asked him, the Senate Judiciary Committee, had asked him to appear and or provide information concerning the gifts he has given to Clarence Thomas and his family. And what was his response when... He, his lawyers said that they did not have the authority to conduct such an investigation. The Congress did not have the authority. Yes. So the Senate Judiciary Committee Chair, Dick Durbin, sent a letter back saying, yes, we do have the authority and cited all the Supreme Court cases and laws that have been passed that have been applied to the Supreme Court. So he basically said, yeah, you're full of shit. Now your client has until June 5th to supply us with the information. Okay. Or appear before us. And it looks like if that doesn't happen, that they'll be issuing a subpoena to him. Which means it'll be in court for a while before Harlan Crow ever says anything. Well, yeah, Harlan Crow could well die before he ever has to say anything. At this rate, please. So, yes, yeah, so that's the continuing saga of Harlan Crow. <laughs> Love that name. Sure. Yes, it's time for the week in fascism. Florida? Florida? Are we going to Florida? Yeah, well, before we go before we go to Florida, oh, okay. 
We're going overseas to Uganda. Uga or better known as Uganda, but I think it's pronounced Uganda. I'm not sure. But anyway, homosexuality was already criminalized in Uganda as it was. Well, now they made it even more illegal. It now stipulates that serial offenders of the law, in other words, those who commit and are arrested for acts of homosexuality more than once or twice, will now be put to death. Yes. Not only for that, but also for transmission of a terminal illness like HIV or AIDS, even if it's unintentional. If it happens by accident. It also adds a 20-year sentence for anyone, quote-unquote, promoting homosexuality. I guess I won't be waving any pride flags in that area. No. Yeah, right? Unreal. But we can thank all those American evangelical preachers who've gone over there to Africa. Because they're the ones, re they're ones who are primarily responsible for this whole anti-gay legislation throughout Africa. I don't think so. I think they're going over there taking lessons. There are 30 African countries now that criminalize homosexuality. And I don't think that that's because of the crazy Southern people from here going over there and converting them. I think yeah, the crazy Southern people from here are going over there and learning from them. No. How to do that here. No, it's the other way around. They're going over there to Africa. Why would they? Why would Uganda come come here? For what purpose? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the people from here who are going over there to Uganda, or going over there to learn from Uganda. To learn what from Uganda? How to do this to the gay people. They're the ones teaching them how to do this to the gay people. They already know how to do it over here in the United States, but they're not allowed to do it in the United States because it's against the law what they want to do. Well, yeah. So that's why they're going over to Africa and promoting this kind of bullshit. We have nothing to learn from Uganda about punishing homosexuality, you know? The Latvia president is gay, though. Who? The president of Latvia? I did not know that. He's the first openly gay president. Oh, really? I thought Ireland had one. They used the title president, but there have been other openly gay heads of state. Ah. But this is the first time a president has been elected as mm. an openly homosexual. That was recent? This, this wow. Year. Oh, I did not Oh, this year. Okay. I did not know that. And then, John, of course, going to Florida now. This is okay. a Florida. Yes. Florida. This Our is a fascist state. <laughs> People are leaving Florida in droves. Yes, they are. That's what we're going to partly touch on on this. A couple of weeks ago, we covered a story about a teacher who was being in investigated for showing the Disney film Strange World to her class because it contained a queer character in it. What is this movie? I don't know. If from, from what I understand, this teacher was using the movie for an earth science class. The movie is about a family of explorers out to save a plant that is their society's source of energy. Okay. So that's why it was part of this earth science lesson. It was, you know, a bunch of kids, whatever. One student reported it to his parent. His parent just happened to be on the school board, recently elected, a member of a group called Moms for Liberty. Her name is oh I had her name here somewhere. Well anyway, so she's being investigated, but what I did not but we did not know was that this teacher she submitted her resignation on April twenty seventh, which was before this whole incident even occurred. She was one of nearly fifty teachers planning to resign from this school district. Oh wow. And from what I understand, the district already had hundred and fifty unfilled teaching spots nice. as it was. Nice. So now it's going to be up to 200. So this past Tuesday, they had a school board meeting. 
Hundreds of people showed up for it. Students, teachers, community members, not only commenting on this controversy about this teacher, but saying, you know, you have a more pressing problem filling these teacher spots. Like, no one cares about these these policies, your don't-say-gay policies. Right. We're caring now about fill, get, get some teachers in here. But I think teachers don't want to work in Florida now. And who can blame them? I can't blame them, but, it, you know, the teachers that they do get will teach... What we don't want taught. Yeah, I know. So it's, it's a, kids, well, not all of it, anyway. Yeah, but the, the kids lose out in the long run. Yeah, they're always the ones to worst suffer. Worst. They're the ones that are going to have to... You know, but you can't hide this information from the, to begin with. It's, it's too much Too much of it is out there. It's common knowledge. It's, it's available to read, to see, to watch, to touch, to feel. Right. Well, anyway, in the meantime, on change.org, they started a petition calling for that board member's removal, the one who filed the complaint. It's gotten over 24,000 signatures so far. And three legislatures from the county where the school district is, three uh, Florida state legislatures, have called for the resignation of the school superintendent, oh, saying wow. he has lost the confidence of the community. Sure so has. I'm glad to see there's some kind of black backlash occurring to all this, you know? But that's Florida for you. And that's what DeSantis wants to do to the rest of the country. Yep. You know, that's the scary part. That's what people don't realize. We now move on to our next segment. Yes, it's time for We Like to Watch. And Tommy, what did you watch this week? Well, I had been, I, I'm still working on finishing up The Great. Yes, we just finished that. It was excellent. It's excellent. It was very I funny. saw the first episode. Oh, you watched it finally. First episode. <laughs> the first season. Uh, the first season. <laughs> and compared it to what I had been watching, which was Queen Charlotte. Oh, okay. See, the, now that's the what I'm about to go next. The two are so similar. Yeah. Okay. Right in the very beginning, anyway. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow. But both were good. The great is probably funnier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although, the, but the men in, yeah. in, in Queen Charlotte. Well, yeah, I'm sure they're all gorgeous uh, looking, right? A whole lot of the end of this season of The Great, the great is looking like Tales from the City. Not Tales from the City, Sex in the City. <laughs> you know, it's the women hanging out. Wait till you get the end of the season. That's They're all dirty. I'm gonna say. I saw They're the I saw the final episode of the season. It, it ends on a oh, good note. You're not gonna give out spoilers. No, no, no. Yeah, I know, but I know people have not watched this. It's too soon yet. So he I know he does not spoilers. Yes, he does. He or I'll, I'll say spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, and then go right into it. But usually I for guess. something that's older, it's been on for a while. You know. Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> Shut up, John Steele. <laughs> so aside from the great, what else have you been watching? Have you been watching RuPaul's All Stars? No, because it's on Paramount, and I'm not paying for another season of RuPaul. I'm sorry, I'll wait. Okay. I'm about to start watching The Queen, I think. Maisel's over. Yep, she's over. Mrs. Maisel. Mrs. Maisel. Like not much. Not much. More on the, uh, the interweb watching. Okay. Like your TikToks and your those things. Okay, but no movies, no TV shows, no, no, no nothing no. on stage. No. 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 How about you, John? What have you watched this past week? Well, <clears throat> finished up Queen Charlotte. Okay. We got that caught up. And how was that? It was good. Yeah. I, I like it. it. You know, it's a period piece and stuff, but they do have a nice little 
gay storyline that runs through it as well. Oh, cool. <clears throat> the um, the right-hand man to the king. Okay. The Literally? Right huh? Literally? <laughs> and the right-hand man to the queen have a thing going. Ah, okay. You know, so that's... It, it's fun. It's a fun little show. Guys are caught. The king is like got the be- most beautiful ass I've ever seen. I'm sure. Yeah. Nice, nice little show. And I've also seen how um, Uncoupled has been moved over to Showtime. I yes, which that. we don't have. We don't have Showtime. I saw the first full season in two nights. Oh wow! I sat watched. That's the MPH thing, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. And that's funny. That that was very funny. I enjoyed that. And uh, a couple of movies here and there. Nothing He's really just major. charming. Huh? What's that? NPH. Oh, yes. He's got a new show coming on. Does he? Yes. Don't you point your finger at me. On Hulu. On Hulu. Called Drag Me to Dinner. Oh, I've heard about this. And that's his show. Yes. Um, it premieres today. So it, it premieres? Today. 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 Um, I'm hoping that David's in it. His husband? Yes. Is he? The, the, they, they're, my understanding is they're like the judges. Okay, the two of them. The two of them. Because he's the most adorable creature on the planet, David yeah. Berka. Yeah. And they're doing, you know, the drag queens are cooking dinners for them. Right. Okay. So. That's I'm sorry, you're, you're over there picking yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Such a visual. Right? <laughs> yeah. What have you watched? What have I watched? I watched, we watched, I should say, we watched two movies and two comedy specials. Wow, so productive. Yes, very productive. First, we watched this movie on Netflix called Missing. Excellent movie. Okay. It's a, I guess you want to call it a thriller, a mystery, and it's all about this Young girl at home, young teenage girl, she's like, well, she's 18. Her mother goes on a trip to Columbia with her boyfriend that she's seen. Not the girl's girl's father, but someone else. And they go missing in Columbia. And the girl's at home, and she's a bit of a computer geek. So she basically, after contacting the police and the FBI, she starts doing her own investigation online. So the whole movie is seen on webcams public cameras that she gets access to, computer screens. It's like watching a movie on your computer, so to speak. Really, really, really well done. It keeps you guessing to the very end as to who done it. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. A it's a movie? Spanish movie. It's dubbed, but I definitely watch it. No, or is it dubbed? No, I'm sorry. It's not dubbed. I'm thinking of the, of the other movie. No, it's in English. That's called Missing on Netflix. How long is it? Um, About 90 minutes. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, about... An hour, hour and 50 minutes, I should say. That's probably closer. Okay. But definitely big thumbs up on that. And then last night we watched a good movie, a German movie called Blood and Gold on Netflix. And it's sort of like if a young Quentin Tarantino was not as talented and was German, he would have made this movie. (laughs) (laughs) It was still a good movie regardless of... What I just said. It was still an entertaining movie. It's the end of World War II, and these various groups of people are looking for this gold hidden somewhere in this town that was owned by Jews who were driven out of the town. Their home was burned down. So various people, there are members of the SS who are looking for it, there are people in the village who are looking for it, and there's also this story of this soldier, German soldier, who had got hanged for desertion, but then he's saved by this farm girl, and they get involved in this story as well. Really, really well done. Another big thumbs up on that. Okay, and that's called what? Blood and Gold. Blood and Gold. 
Yep, good movie. Then we watched two comedy specials. Last night we watched Sarah Silverman's Someone You Love on HBO Max. That was really, she was funny. Kind of sedate for her. She was more mellow than I've seen her in the past, but really, really funny. I guess, I guess. But actually, that's no excuse when I talk about the next comedy special, which was Wanda Sykes' I'm an Entertainer, and that was on Netflix. I laughed my ass off the whole fucking time. Is that new? Yeah, brand new one. Hysterical. I, I couldn't stop laughing. She was fucking great. Just unbelievably funny. She was so good. So, yeah. So that's what we watched this week. Fun. Yeah. So I guess now we'll move on to our next segment. God, Karen, you are so stupid. Yes, it's time for stupid people. Uh-huh. But this week, because the usual stupid people are all the politicians getting tired of quoting them. But then I found a story about a non-stupid person, or should I say a non-stupid business. Okay. And this was in Columbus, Ohio, a pizzeria called Santino's Pizzeria. So they put up a big sign, a hiring sign in front. Santino's is just sexy. Okay. Like, don't you think? I haven't given this matter much thought. Santino's. <laughs> Where are you going? Go to Santino's. Yeah, come on. Go ahead. Anyway, their sign that they hung up on their building said, now hiring non-stupid people. <laughs> So now they follow the, this news story followed up with them, I guess like a month later. They're now fully staffed. They're very happy with the staff they got. But the sign went viral. So now they're getting requests for like, do you have any t-shirts? Do you have any signs with that or anything? Oh, so now they started printing out their pizza boxes. Now with the saying, now hiring non-stupid people. It made them a big hit. <laughs> so I was like, that's very cool. So they aren't so stupid. No, they were very not stupid. Right. So I was I thought it was good to salute them. So we don't have to play the other sound effect okay. then. <laughs> so we'll move right on to Julie Andrews. Whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Thank you, Julie. Yes, it's time for five faves. And being that today was World Parrot Day. Parrot Day. Today's category is name your five favorite fictional birds. Yago. Yago. Yago is the parrot. That sits on Jafar's shoulder. Okay. You mean in the voiced, film Aladdin? Voiced by Gilbert Godfrey. Yes. One of the funniest comedians ever. Yago. Yago. <laughs> I don't care what the hell else you do for the next 20 minutes. That's my answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's all five for, for you? No, he has to come up with No, more. I'm going to have to just come up with four more. Oh, as, as we go along? Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. Who's How on your list, John? My favorite one is more than one bird. Okay. It's the movie called Chicken Run. I'm not familiar with it. It's an animated, it's a um, British animated film. Okay. Funny as shit. Chicken Run. I want to look for that. And it, it's just so funny. And the birds just are, once you see the cartooning okay. part of it, you'll yeah. recognize it. Because they've done other stories with the same artist, but this is the one that caught my attention was Chicken Run. Cool. Very <laughs> funny movie. I'm going to have to look for that. First on my list, Daffy Duck. Daffy Duck. Had to go with Looney Tunes, you know? Uh, 
I avoided the Looney Tunes. <laughs> I couldn't avoid them. There were so many birds to choose from, too. But They have a lot. Yes, they do. But I went with Daffy Duck, the daffiest duck ever. So, yeah, that's, that's the first one on my list. What's number two on your list, Tomas? Fictional birds? Yes. My mama done told me <laughs> to get something... Get a little bunny rabbit. Go out and go get a little bunny rabbit. The vulture. No, from- no, 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 no. Don't think I can do it. No, no, no. Thank you for that impersonation. That was wonderful. <laughs> That's who they are. I don't know. That's from Looney Tunes. That's, yes, I believe it is. Yes, it's a vulture. Get a little bunny rabbit. <laughs> no, 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 don't think I can do it. I think I only know it because of that voice. Oh, right? I don't, I don't know the scene. The cartoon. <laughs> oh, God, the cartoon is hilarious. Yeah, it's great. What's number two on your list, John? Chili Willie. Chili Willie? I'm not familiar with Chili Willie. Chili Willie. Who is Chili Willie? Chili Willie was uh, uh, cartoon character, the little penguin. Okay. I would say late 50s, early 60s cartoon. Okay. That's where you'll find him. Oh. He wobbles along. Yeah. He's funny. Okay, I gotta look for him. I've never heard of him before. I figured that I'd get some older ones. Yeah, I'll say. You didn't think of. So Damn. Chili Willy was, was on my list. Very cool. Next on my list, back in the Looney Tunes, Foghorn Leghorn. He's on my list. Oh, okay, you got him too. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Had to go. The best rooster going. Boy. I said boy. I said boy. I said boy. <laughs> Big bird. Bird. Big Bird. Any particular reason why you, you like Big Bird? Iconography. Iconography. <laughs> Basically star fucking. Oh, okay. You have a desire to fuck Big Bird? No, no, no. not at all. No, oh, name dropping. Oh, okay. I'm name dropping. You know, okay. You know. You got me scared there for a second. No, no, no. no. Who's next on your list, John? Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Oh, my God. Really? I read the book. You're so old and so I gay. Am. I am. I read the book years and years and years ago. And when you sent this list, this is like, oh, yeah, I remember that book. And that so that, that got put on my list right away. Cool. A little cerebral moment for John. Oh, I went, I went a little highbrow on my next <laughs> ones also. A little highbrow. Oh, my next one actually... Surprise. My next one is actually not that highbrow. It's the Maltese Falcon. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had to go with that one. Pretentious fuck. What, you don't like the Maltese Falcon? Oh, you don't like the you got a problem with the Maltese Falcon? I have no problem with the Maltese Falcon. I have no problem with Humphrey Bogart. I have no problem with the movie at all. Good. You're a pretentious fucker. <laughs> What's next on your list, dickhead? Okay, so I'm going to jump off of John's thing, and I'm going to go with the Mockingbird. Which Mockingbird? To Kill A. There is no Mockingbird in To Kill a Mockingbird. I'm going with the Mockingbird. No, you can't. Sorry, that does not count. I'm going with the Mockingbird. No, no, there's no Mockingbird in To Kill a Mockingbird. I'm going with the Mockingbird, and if that Mockingbird don't sing. That's a song. Uh, Mama's going to buy you a diamond ring. No, sorry. If that Mockingbird don't sing. No, sorry. No, no, sorry. It doesn't count. No. (laughs) Okay. The chicken in the Chicken Tonight commercials. I feel like chicken tonight. Like chicken tonight, yes. Is there a chicken in those commercials? There's I don't chicken. know. I'll have to look for that. I'll, I'll accept it for now. There's a chicken. Chicken tonight chicken. Chicken tonight chicken. That's exactly right. Okay. That's how it'll come up if you do a Google web search. Chicken tonight chicken. What's fourth on your list, John? 
Robot chicken. <laughs> robot. Oh, you mocked me. <laughs> the chicken tonight, chicken. And this motherfucker come up with robot chicken. It's a chicken. It's not <laughs> a chicken. It's a robot. It's a robot chicken. Robot. It counts. Okay, wait. <laughs> My mockingbird. Neither example of the mockingbird. There is no mockingbird in the book to kill a mockingbird. As a metaphor. So what? It's not a fictional bird. The category is fictional birds not birds mentioned in statements in songs in prayers in cantatas what we're just gonna wait lick my cantata oh okay (laughs) we're just gonna wait till the fine attorney here finishes his list oh my double fourth on my list is the legendary phoenix I almost went with the Phoenix. Yeah. But it never came back. Oh. Ah. So what's your fifth and final one, Thomas? Fictional birds, huh? Yes. All right. Fictional birds. Fictional birds. Uh, Mothra. Mothra is not a bird. Mothra. Fictional birds, huh? I'm going to go with, uh, what's the horse with wings? That's a horse with wings. It's not a bird. A Pegasus. A Pegasus. I'm going to go with Pegasus. That's a horse. It's not a bird. All right, then I am going to go with uh, Tango. Tango. I'm going to go with Tango. Tango the Penguin? Tango the Penguin. <laughs> okay. Finally. See, was that so hard? But, but, hold on. Here's a problem. What? Tango's real. Tango's not fictional. Then it doesn't count, then. Okay, then I'm going to go with a fictional bird. Uh, when did a bird have something to do with something? I'm fucking matter to a bird. Surprised he didn't say, the dove and when doves call. Oh, no, no, no. But because I knew you wouldn't let it happen, you bitch. Uh, now, now I forgot which one I the had. The blue bird in my, in, over the rainbow. That's not bad. <laughs> Tweety. Tweeties! Oh my god! Thank you! Do you have any particular affinity with Tweety? Um, I like Tweety's sassy. Sassy? Yeah, Tweety, Tweety is very relaxed knowing that the power is in her, working in her favor. Okay. You know, she's going to stay safe no matter what happens. Like, the old lady's going to keep this bird safe no matter what So, so, na 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 I'm like, I, you know, kind of like that. Yes. And John, you named all your birds, right? Yeah, I got another one. Oh, you do have another one. You won't like it. Oh, why? What is it? Boobo. Boobo. I hated that. Boobo. Hated that fucking bird. I like the movie he was in. Oh, Clash of the Titans? Yes. Cheesy, good, bad movie. Yes. Yeah. But that's a real bird. No, it's not. Boobo? Boobo is not a real bird. Okay. It's a mechanical owl. Yes. A mechanical owl. In the owl. movie Clash of the Titans, where you got nah. to see uh, shirtless Harry nah. Hamlin. Never mind. And there was this annoying mechanical bird named anyway. Boobo. Because it came out around Star Wars, like, oh, we need something mechanical-like in the in the movie. So they came up with Boobo, the most annoying fucking thing in a movie ever. You know, you have been very tense and uptight tonight, specifically toward me. Yeah, I'm glad it's coming to a close. <laughs> I gotta say, your last one. Yes, my last one. Oh shit! Is the Egyptian god Horus, oh, Horus see, who is portrayed as a falcon, as you can see in my statue that I have right here? Oh. <laughs> that is Horus. Horus. Yes. Horus Vandergelder. <laughs> 
No, that's Horace. This is the, Horace. The, the, quarter mil, the quarter millionaire. The yeah, the, he's a quarter millionaire. The very the, the famous quarter millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. Horace Vandergelder. Yeah. At first, she tried to hook him up with Irene Money. No, not Irene Money. What uh, what was Miss Money's name? Irene Malloy was the ultimate goal. I don't know. Okay. Just one of the greatest fucking musicals of all time. Well, and the I fact that you don't know, know then, is a reflection on you. No, I, I'm trying to open up a discussion, an intellectual discussion with people who were like my... Boy, you in the wrong room. I thought. Clint Eastwood, take us away. Get off my lawn. I don't want you to hear me. Get off my lawn. Today was Clint Eastwood's birthday? Yeah. Oh, we didn't observe it. No, but we wasted time on what's-his-face. Uh, yeah, Peter Yarrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all right, Clint Eastwood. He talks to chairs now. <laughs> Who cares about him? <laughs> that was five years ago, seven years ago, years ago. It's maybe. memorable. Not him. <laughs> anyway, it's time for the grumpy old game and gripe of the week. John, what's your gripe of the week? Well, uh oh, it's people who you do a favor for, mm-hmm. and then the favor is expected to be done all the time. Oh, okay. And not that I, I have nothing better to do during my day. Right. But it's the expectation. Yes, yeah. And you resent it. Yeah, because the first time I did it, I did it completely just. Good to see your heart. Yeah. You know, she's busy. She works four jobs, you know. Give her a hand. And now it's every Wednesday and Thursday. Ah, uh, yeah. That gets... Waiting by the machine, you know. I can understand that. Just make sure whoever it is isn't listening. Well, I don't think it was. <laughs> I don't that, know, John. That, that's, that's my gripe. That's you your gripe. Up. And dickhead, what's your gripe? See, here's the thing. I have a gripe. We figured that. I can't be as forthcoming with certain information as John just was. Okay. Okay. But? Being snubbed. Ah, yes. Is my gripe. Yours, Patrick? Oh, that's all you're gonna say, Patrick. Yours. Being snubbed, and that's being it. snubbed sucks. Yes, it does. Yes. No one likes being snubbed. No one likes being snubbed. Patrick, what's your gripe of the week? I guess we're moving on. I think so. I think so. my gripe of the week has been years in the making because that's how long it's been going on. But I've only now thought of putting it off a gripe of the week, and it's about a Dunkin' Donut store. I'm sorry, a Dunkin' store located on Hempstead Turnpike in Farmingdale. We've been stopping there every other Saturday for years because we always stop there before we go to our ballroom dance class. We get a cup of tea. Stephen gets a cup of coffee. We get a cup of coffee for our teacher. And we usually get a thing of like a, a box of the munchkins, you know? Right. Now, how long, if you went to a Dunkin' store, how long do you think that order would take to, 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 to prepare? 10 minutes? No. How long do you think? I'm saying four minutes and you're ridiculous. Yes, I mean, I'm in Tommy's camp on this one. And so is Steven, since he's the one who has to go in the store all the time, and I'm the one waiting out in the car, and I'm like, why is this taking 10 minutes? It's two coffees, a tea, and a box of munchkins. It shouldn't be taking this long. Yeah, the munchkins are ready. You just got to And it's out. not like it's the busy time of the day. We're talking about noon... One o'clock. No one's going there for lunchtime, you know? No one's going to have a donut for lunch. No, but they do good sandwiches, huh? They do. Yeah? They do. Uh, who knew? I don't I don't go there for food. There's, a turkey, there's a turkey sausage thing that they do that's really, the really... one? Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really good. But it's like they take 10 minutes 
and they don't always get the order right. This past week, this past Saturday, instead of me getting my tea, I got a coffee. So Stephen walked down the block to where they were, got me in, got me a tea. It's like, what is wrong with you people? You can screw up an order like this easily, you know? It's only this particular Dunkin', too. We don't have this problem anywhere else. It's only this particular Dunkin' store. Well, the investigation should be easy, and by this time next week, we should have the culprit turned upside down, being tarred, feathered, quartered, and quartered, and drawn. Drawn and quartered. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. too. So we'll get to this son of a bitch who fucked up your order at Dunkin' Donuts. That's right. Dunkin'. At Dunkin'. That's right. It's not Dunkin' Donuts. It's Dunkin'. 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 You seem to resent the apostrophe. <laughs> Duncan. Anyway, we now come to the conclusion of this week's episode. We want to thank John Steele for joining us. It was my pleasure. And for filling us in with his various activities. Yes. Long Island Cayman's Chorus. And what are those concert dates again? The 9th, 10th, and 11th. 9th, 10th, and 11th. Go to their website. You can get more information. Yeah, org. And also, this weekend, we'll be going to see the closing production of Tommy's play, Caught in the Net. Caught in the Net. I hope you laugh. At the Manor Studio Theater in Lindenhurst. I'm sure you'll laugh. I'm sure we will. I mean, it's just objectively funny. I'm sure it is. Yeah, it's just... If all the doors work, I'll be happy. Bitch. So I had a I had I, call, I had a door call a door call a door call because there's this one moment where I want all three doors to slam at the same time and I told them all three doors have to slam at the same time and you don't want to bump, bump, no 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 it can't it can't it cannot be it it's and if nobody else notices it doesn't matter it it, it is just right that all three doors slam at the same time so it's but I can't see them but I can okay so the, you have the line. The tree falls in the forest. Right, the, the, the tree falls in the forest, slam. The tree falls in the forest, slam. The tree falls in the forest, slam. That's all you need to do. Everybody needs to do it at the same time. You need to hear it at the same time. You just need to hear it. So, bitch, you need to be loud. Okay? But that's how it's got to be. And whatever. Yeah, but it's been so long since my last line and I haven't looked at it. You know, like, what am I doing? Like, we have to figure out why each... It doesn't matter to me, okay? The tree fell in the forest, slam. <laughs> and we practiced it. We, we spent, I say 10 minutes, they say 25 <laughs> on getting it right. They got it right. And then during the performance, they got it wrong. But then during the next two performances, they did it right. And it works for me. All that matters. But it's, the, 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 show is, the show is very funny. It's, you walk out shaking your head it's stupid. Like, you almost feel guilty for participating in such antics. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yes, me too. I'm looking forward to seeing you Saturday night. And we also want to thank John for providing the ice cream flying saucers I tonight and the donuts. Only the John. Donuts came from... Only oh, Thomas brought uh, the, I donuts. the donuts. Ah. Only John still would think that bringing fucking ice cream into a room with three middle-aged gay men would be a good idea. Which uh, I'll beat you to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> have I told you the story of my colonoscopy? Yes. Okay. Anyway, don't forget you can find all of our episodes at www.gropyoldgaymenandtheirdogs.com It's the easiest procedure in the world. You just go to sleep, and then you wake up, and they make you go home. 
And you can also follow us daily on Facebook and on Twitter. But no longer on Spotify. No, not on Spotify. Nope, we stopped being on Spotify. Wait, what happened? Yeah. We stopped that a long time ago. We stopped being on Spotify. Well, no, but last week was the first time I couldn't find you. Ah, okay. I I mean, I've caught all the other episodes until last week, so I went, oh, they didn't do one. No, we did one. Then I went to the website and said, oh, they did do one. Yes, we're just not on Spotify. Spotify. (laughs) This is the problem. Not everybody's going to take that second step and go to the website. we got to put something... Now they will. Now they will. No, they won't, John. They're aware. They're aware now. There are 13 people out there who might do that. There are people that, you know... They're already onto something else. I'm so, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, John. I was I backed you into a corner there. I was <laughs> I was very awful. Anyway, that's we'll, for the outtakes. <laughs> anyway, we'll be Evidently, back. Evidently, there are no outtakes. He uses everything. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back here next week, starting the celebration of Pride Month in June. Mm-hmm. We'll have a couple of special guests on for next week as well. Wait a minute. What couple? was May the month though? Because you that we, it wasn't a thing in May. It was the merry month of May. Okay, so you you usually do something. To, this is July is the month of. This is Pride Month. It was African American History Month. We did in February. I remember I was there. J- January was something. There was no month of May. There's May no, was Mental Health Month. Oh, girl. And God knows you need a lot of that. No, <laughs> I lost too much of it. Anyway, until next week, have a good night. Have a good week. Have a good life, and we'll see you next time. Bye, bitches.